How does a Disney dancer go from dancing to becoming a dental specialist and relationship coach? We're going to talk about that today. Oh, yeah. It's time for that story. Welcome to another episode of the What's My Story podcast, the show where we have people share with you pivotal moments in their lives that ensured their journey towards success. And today is no different. We've got an amazing guest. I don't know if you were listening at the beginning, but I said we've got a Disney dancer today, y'all. We've got a Disney dancer. Well, I don't know if he's still dancing Disney, but we're going to talk about that quite a bit today, at least uh, we're going to get the scoop on that. If you want to be a supporter of the show, do me a favor. Head on over to rk3tv.live forward slash BMAC, rk3tv.live forward slash BMAC. If you don't know what I just said, check it out right there in the corner. Or you can join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab for uh, a lot of tips, tricks, techniques on the techniques and the technologies of storytelling. And if you don't want to watch this in the car, if you want to be safe, we release the audio episodes of this show every Thursday on what's my story podcast.live. So you can go to what's my story podcast.live and get the audio versions of this all the way back through episode one. We're up to episode 12 or 13. It is. I don't, my, my numbers are going wrong. Anyway, I have to mention that our show today is sponsored by Kayla O'Brien media. If you are a speaker, if you're a small business owner, coach, consultant, you want to make sure that your video is on point. If you want to move your visibility to the next level, then you've got to have a video specialist like Kayla O'Brien deal with your video. So let's do this thing. Let's get in touch with our guest today. Dr. Dino Watt is a doctor who teaches private practice owners how they can create cultures, brands, and raving fans by focusing first on the relationship with themselves. Second, designing a magnetic culture and providing a unique customer experience. They provide relationship-based strategies and training for business managements that creates peace for the owner, more productivity for the team, and oh yeah, more profit in the business. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't like that? Dr. Dino, welcome to the show. What's your story, my friend? Hey, how's it going? Great being here. Thanks for uh, having me. I have one correction. Uh, my yeah. mom would be very proud to hear what you just said, but I'm yeah. not a doctor. Oh, okay. Well, I'll call you a doctor. <laughs> I still call you a doctor halfway through the show. How about that? I, I still have uh, one of the events I went to probably about five years ago. They gave me yeah. a, a main badge because I deal with a lot of doctors. I have Dr. Yeah. Dino Watt as well. And I, and I sent that to my mom. I'm like, hey, your dream has come true. Uh, I am, I'm, <laughs> they said it, it's official and every place i went is actually at the disney resort uh mm-hmm. every hey dr dr watt how you doing i never corrected anybody i'm like go for it hey listen <laughs> listen i mean you're not at least at least you're not putting it on your resume how about that to, to, that's right that's right <laughs> Good i, I do listen. say on my moniker for like when i speak i have people say hey as, as proud as achievement as that is a phd no he's not a doctor he's a proud husband and dad and so that's that's love where that comes that. from that yeah. is awesome i love it so here's the thing here's the thing i am 
one of your followers on Instagram. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so when I pull up Dino Watts profile, when it says in my feed, hey, Dino Watts posted something new, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's Dino doing today? Uh, we've, we've got something, you know, the things on Instagram where a song comes on, you dance and you point at some different things, you know, yep, yep, uh, you're doing, yep. you're doing a lot of that stuff in reels, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Tell me a little bit about your, your, your why or your strategy behind that. So the strategy behind that is obviously it's always fun to see a almost 50 year old man dancing, thinking he still has moves and he's still in the groove, but uh, you know, it's always going to get some looks. Matter of fact, we're going to start a new series where all of my advice is going to come from a song. So like the yeah. one you saw probably most recently where it was like, this is how we do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about communication. Well, we have yeah. one coming out that is uh, when a team member threatens that they'll leave if you don't give them a raise. And wow. I'm doing the miss, the miss you much dance from Jan Jackson. Miss you much. Oh, oh boy. Because like, yeah. yeah, we'll miss you. Like, see ya. Uh, so we're going to do a little uh, series about that. But I just like to have fun uh, and, and, and be silly. And it all started with embarrassing my kids. Like you said, I, I'm still not a Disney <laughs> dancer. But when I go to D Disney, I, I dance down the street to embarrass my kids. So. Yeah. So, so let's back up and let's talk about that for a second. So yeah. I, I introduced you as the Disney dancer at the beginning. Yeah. I think on your website, it mentions that a little bit mm -hmm. that you hung yeah. out with Goofy and Mickey and Donald That's right. a little bit. T tell us a little bit about that, that start. How'd you get that? How'd well, you get started there? Yeah, I think ever since I first saw my Disney, uh, the first Disney parade when I was a little kid, I thought, I want to do that. I want to dance in those parades. Those guys look like they're having a good time. Yeah. And so when I, I grew up as a dancer from about the age of 12 and just really enjoyed tap, jazz, ballet, back in the day, they didn't have a lot of like modern and all this other stuff. And, uh, you know, I was, I, I'm from the generation of where we broke out the cardboard and did some break dancing at the school yeah. in the, in the four, like that was a thing we did. We enjoyed yeah. our break dancing. And, so when I became uh, about, I was 18 when I first started, I auditioned for Disney. I actually did a video, like a local mm -hmm. uh, video about anti-smoking and the guy who was choreographed it, he w worked for Disney. He said, hey, you should come audition. I was like, are you kidding? I'd always wanted to be a Disney dancer. And I, I became a Disney dancer for the very first thing I did was the very Merry Christmas Parade. And wow. uh, that was a ton of fun. That was dream, dream come true. Paid me terribly, but it wasn't about the pay. It was about the experience. So, <laughs> so you you become a Disney dancer, and at this point in your life, what were you in teens, twenties? Where were you? Yeah, yeah, I was eighteen when I became a Disney dancer. I had been okay. dancing uh, all that time up before that. Yeah. Okay. So, what what's your goal in life at this point? What is what is your career aspiration? Where, where are you headed? Yeah, everyone knew I was like everybody in my town knew I was going to Hollywood to become a performer. I I was the only guy dancer. There was one other guy who came in a little bit later on in like a three city area. I grew up in a in a small town up in the high desert of California. It was mm -hmm. we were not we come from you know real very very humble means and uh, my dad was a concrete contractor. So wow. my, this is my stepdad, I should say my real dad, unfortunately, when I was a kid, I saw people like, you know, Donnie Osmond up on stage with Marie. I wanted to marry Marie and be Donnie. I wanted to dance right. and sing and do all that stuff. I wasn't a great singer, but my dad wasn't for that. My dad was like, no, that's not what boys do. 
And then when my parents ended up divorcing later on, my mom was like, you know what, go for it. If you want to go do that, sure. And then I was in every play, every performance. And so every, all of my friends knew when Dino was graduated from high school, when he yeah. was done, he was going to Hollywood. So that right. was my goal. That's everything I wanted to do. Wow. So you're obviously not a dancer now, at least outside of what? Instagram. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Robert, well, I'm the guest not, on your show and you are it, insulting me. I don't well, understand. It, I didn't see you in Hamilton. How about that? Um, <laughs> I could have been. I, yeah. I could have been King George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so, so that's, that's not the official career path that you have no. taken. So what was the pivot? What was the point? that caused your dreams yeah. to shift it actually so my dreams had to be crushed before they shifted and Ooh, wow. um what i did is i i had this this focus i was doing it. i was in hollywood i was doing i was performing you know as a background actor and i was auditioning and i was doing all this stuff i i mean i had done stuff where i was a background dancer for like nia peoples if anybody remembers nia peoples from yeah Fame. wow yeah. 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 So I did a couple of shows with her and a couple of things here and there. But um, I also was passionate about being a dad. I married my mm -hmm. wife when we were uh, 20. I was almost 21 years old, not even barely wow. 21. And we'd known each other since we were five. I, I just I wow. wanted to be married and I wanted to have a family. And we waited a little bit. But in order to be in the industry, I also knew I needed to make money to support my family. So I did both performing and I got a degree in makeup artistry. So I became a makeup artist in the industry and I got to wow. be on shows and do all the blood and guts and all that stuff. And after being on a couple of things for a year, I did a whole year show is a, a show called born free and it was an amazing experience, but that was the first year my daughter was born. Mm -hmm. And I quickly realized that being a performer and not really making a lot of money, Mm -hmm. and being home to see my kids and be the dad that I wanted to be kind of the dad that I never got. It wasn't really conducive. So yeah. after my third child was born, my son Hayden, I kind of had to come to a decision and just say, you know what, this isn't going to be okay to be gone from my family to be not have an income for them. I wanted my wife to you know, be able to be with the kids if she wanted to be with the kids. She was a massage therapist and supporting yeah. us at the time. And so I gave up on the dream. I actually, this thing, I, I never thought anything else. I never thought I'd do anything else in my life except for this. I had no yeah. other skills. And so I quit it and I was done. And wow. I was, I was kind of bitter at my kids for a while too. My kids know this to this mm. day that I've talked about. Sometimes I would, I'd get angry and I'd be like, oh, it's because of you, you know, I, and I say this in my head, not to them, but yeah. I'd be like, they made me stop my dream. And wow. I, I, I struggled a lot. And then a friend had introduced me into real estate investing. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, it's something that I could get into. And I started going to classes and learning how to do that. And I was at a class and I saw a gentleman talking about tax strategies for real estate investors. Right. And I mean, it's super boring, right? Tax strategies. Nobody wants to talk about taxes, but this guy was funny. He yeah. was entertaining. He was like very engaging. And I remember sitting in the audience and suddenly having this aha moment, this epiphany. And I went, oh my gosh, he's performing on a stage. I'm in the audience. He's going to get paid. I can totally do that. 
I can, I know how to work a stage. I know how to be funny. I did stand up comedy. I did improv. I'm like, I know how to do this. And wow. so I went, I just went, I went all in about learning how to speak from a stage and how to tell stories. And that was the huge turning point for me. Wow. So I, I love that. And I want to dig in a little bit, but first let's pause for a word from our sponsor, Kayla O'Brien. Are you a content creator, speaker, or thought leader? Do you pull your hair out every time you try to edit a video or get really disappointed when your videos don't get the views you're hoping for? It's okay to admit that you need help. If you're ready to stop wasting time and start spreading your message, it's nice to meet you. I'm Kayla O'Brien of Kayla O'Brien Media. I help creators in a variety of businesses get a foolproof game plan for their video content. Does that sound like something you want? No matter where you're starting from today, you need to know what your goals are, how to get the highest production value, and how to edit your content to fit correctly on each platform. No matter what your budget, there are options that can help you get started today. If you're ready to take your content creation experience from this to this, visit kaloobrienmedia.com and let's connect. Thanks so much for that, Kayla. Listen, if you want to make sure that your media, your video, and your visibility is on point, make sure to check out Kayla O'Brien at kaloobrienmedia.com. So let's get back to the story. Dino, you were in this place where you felt like you had given up on your dream, and then a funny tax man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> caused you to now think and realize some new opportunities. So now you, you're kind of thinking, wait a minute, this dream isn't isn't totally lost. So you 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 do you do the comedy, you do all this other stuff. How does your family, your wife respond when you come home and you say, "Hey babe, I saw a tax man and he was funny and he was a performer and I think I can do that." What 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 begins to happen now? Well, first thing she asks is, "Do I think I can make some money off of it?" Right? Cause, yeah. Because I need to, I need to make some money. So, uh, no, she was actually pretty supportive of it. She was there with me in that meeting, and she was doing a little bit of the business with me, and she was happy that I had found something. She never wanted me to stop my dream, right? That was not the plan, and she knew I wasn't happy about having done that, and she mm -hmm. was happy. She was like, "Wow, that's yeah. great!" Like. Okay, get into it. And so, and she really believed in me. I've always, I've been very blessed. I have a wife yeah. who just really believed, hello, she, she's super smart. She thought she'd marry an academic or an attorney. Like she took a risk on an actor. So she was super supportive and she just, uh, just said, great, then study it and learn it and learn the craft and be great at it. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you started to speak and you are, now you kind of have this this focus, this this niche in and you're doing what a, a lot of stuff in the healthcare space. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up there. Yeah, I I knew I needed a, a, a message. My message was relationships, specifically mm -hmm. marriage and, and how I believe that when it comes to business ownership, how you show up in your marriage is also how you're showing up as a boss and a leader. Right. And so I started developing this program. I developed a, a speech and a program around a thing called the business of marriage. And I would take mm, business wow. principles and I'd put them into your relationship. So, you know, you have a, a meeting of the minds, like you have your, your board of supervisors meeting, you have your uh, employee recruitment, all this other stuff. I would take those things and put those systems into marriages. Well, yeah. I ended up 
running into a gentleman who had me on his radio show and he asked me some questions about his marriage. I was supposed to be on there for 15 minutes. I ended up being on there for two hours with him and he yeah. ended up eventually hiring me. He was very big in the, uh, the, the, um, uh, chiropractic space. He's a financial planner and he had me work with him. He had a lot of success with he and his wife. So mm -hmm. he started spreading the word about it. That eventually went from chiropractic to dental to, uh, one day I got a call from a gentleman who said, Hey, Dino, uh, this gentleman, Garrett told me about you and I need, um, help. My wife just left me with our five kids and mm, I wow. want to get them back. I can't do this without them. Can you come and help me? And so I ended up talking to he and his wife over the phone a little bit, giving him some ideas and some systems. And I ended up at that time, I had a program that was kind of like super nanny where you know, I don't know if you ever saw super nanny where she would come and yes. sit, be in your house with you. Yeah. I did that for marriages. And so I went out to his house and I spent a week with he and his wife and I'd sit there and literally be like, Hey, Hey, hey don't say that like that. Or, Hey, so you're making a request now make the request as opposed to making a statement. And we would mm -hmm. sit in the trenches. Well, he ended up being a very, uh, successful orthodontist. It worked out so well that he went, Dino, come and talk to this group that I have. It's a study club. I went and spoke to them. I went and spoke to another study club and then the ball just started rolling. And all of a sudden I'm in the ortho world where I had another gentleman come to me and say, Hey, Dino, this is working really good in my marriage, but I've got about six work wives at, at my office. Right. Uh, how can I work with them? How can I help them? And all of a sudden my company around culture, around relationships, around how to be a better leader, that was formed and it it just took off on its own. It was amazing. Wow. Wow. So so what as this is happening, what are what is probably the biggest challenge? What's the biggest um obstacle for you in in really growing this? Um, people's better ideas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I always say, like, here's the system. The only thing that's gonna mess it up is your better idea. Do the system, follow wow. the system. All right. So that was that was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, um, as a lot of professionals are doing these days, you've got some different pieces of collateral books. You're you're an author as well. I, I know that as business professionals, dental professionals look to really improve their their business and personal relationships. You can't always be in the office with them. You can't spend a week with everybody. Yeah. So you've got some stuff to really help people navigate those challenges as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, the thing that I realized when I got in this industry about a decade ago is that I wanted to separate myself from all the other consultants and coaches and stuff out there. And there mm -hmm. are definitely a lot. There's, there's a lot of people who like died in the wool, like been around for a long time. And so I wrote my first book called the practice RX, uh, back in 2015. And the idea was to give people an introduction to me and what I do and my thought process. And I have four main principles that I, I focus on culture, operations, relationships, and excellence. And nice. so I wrote the book around that. I wrote every word of that book. And then uh, there is more need for other things. Like I have a book called Hire and Fire Like a Boss, which is a smaller book. It was actually first a program that I wanted to help people be braver in the aspect of firing people, but also be more focused on hiring the right people. 
And mm. then this last year brought forth some more challenges that next month I actually have two books coming out around that because, you know, yeah. all the challenges that people faced. So, yeah. So tell us, dig, let's dig just a little bit further into that whole concept of, of firing people. Why is it important for a business owner to understand or have some strategies around that? Because Robert, nothing will ruin a great employee faster than watching yeah. you tolerate a bad one. Wow. Wow. And so wow. I saw this and I, I, am, I, I just was surprised at how fearful people were of letting people go. Uh, so I, I have a test that I do from the stage and I say this to the doctors. I say, you know, if you walk in in the morning and you see, let's just say Sally, and Sally walks by you and she says, good morning, doctor. And you say, well, good morning, Sally. But in your head, you immediately think, man, I wish you'd quit. Right. Well, that's not on Sally. That's on you. You're out of integrity. Wow. You are not wow. loving Sally enough to let her go and work in a job that people want to be around Sally and that mm -hmm. you appreciate Sally. And, and I get it. Like, there's a lot of things that go into letting somebody go. But I would hear these things from these doctors like, you know, Sally never shows up to work on time. She gossips quite a bit. But deep down, Sally's a really good person. Or, wow. um, you know, um, but Sally's got a really big family she's taking care of. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I tell people all the time, like, I never go into an office and I say, you need to fire that person. I will never do that. I will always ask a question about why they're okay with that. I don't know if Sally's got pictures that doctor doesn't want released on the internet, right? right. I don't know. So I just am gonna ask a question, why are you okay with that? Why are you mm -hmm. okay with the insubordination? Why are you okay with the talking back? Why are you okay with the being late? And then I'll find out from there because it's not Sally's problem. Sorry, it's not Sally's problem, yeah. it's the doctor's problem. Wow, wow. What, what do you find is the biggest reason for the, the the fear. I mean, I know um, we live in a litigious society. Uh, yep. and, and, That's one of them. And uh, human resources is, is is a big deal. So what is what is the biggest reason that people are really afraid of, of of the firing process? Yeah. So you you hit the nail on the head with one of them. The the fear yeah. of being sued for wrongful right. termination, and mm -hmm. that usually is because they don't have the right documentation. They don't mm -hmm. document when they've had a sit down of like, hey, what's going on. Uh, yeah. number two would be the feeling of being held hostage. Wow. So especially right now, we're in a time where finding people is so challenging. Yeah. People who are willing to be a part of the culture and assimilate themselves into this workforce. So that's a big one is, is the fear of if I let this person go, now yeah. I got to go find somebody and I got to go and, and, and train that person. And a lot of people don't want to put the time, effort, energy into doing so. You know, Dave yeah. Ramsey has this thing where he talks about every one of his employees gets 20 interviews, mm -hmm. 20. Because he says, if you let people talk long enough, they'll tell you who they are. Wow. And so he wow. wants to find out who they are. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Listen, man, I we, we've, we could talk about this 
all day long. And we started out with with Disney dancing and Instagram and and we're veering into corporate culture and hiring yep. and firing mechanisms. And we could go down this long path that I know that both of us would enjoy. What yep. is it that you would say? What's what's kind of your final word piece of advice that you really want to leave with people um, who who have a dream and may feel like mm. it got detoured? Yeah. Wow. Great question. So I would say to you this, you know, dreams are interesting because they're not set in stone. And so you have the ability to, especially in today's world, to completely take that dream and mold it into what you want. You know, Robert, you're a great host. Uh, you know, people can absolutely become the host of their own television show if that's what they want. Mm. They, yeah. In our world today, there's really no limitations on how that needs to look for you just shifted a little bit. I have found way more joy and happiness and fulfillment in doing something that I love to do. I get to perform every single day. I actually yeah. still do dance. I do dance for for my recreation for cardio, right? Because I hate running. I think treadmills are from the devil. So <laughs> I would actually dance, right? Yeah. So I, I dance. Um, but find that dream and just mold it into what you want it to be. I'm not yeah. a great singer but I can still perform, right? I, I found a new outlet. Go find a new outlet for it, and that fulfills you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, just because your dream doesn't look the way that you originally thought it would be doesn't mean that it's a dream deferred. Dino Watt just shared with you that your dream can still show up. As a matter of fact, the original purpose or the original structure of your dream is what can fuel the experience that you create later on. It can fuel the story that you tell later on. And guess what? All of us have a story. The thing is, are you willing to tell it? Are you willing to share it? Or will you be so embarrassed or, or and cover it up and nobody else will be blessed or transformed because of it? My job is to help you figure out how to share your story and encourage you to do just that. Remember, Everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'll see you next week for another episode of the What's My Story podcast. See you soon. What's my story? Here.